And I got my period panties on. Nice. I don't have any on. These period panties changed my life. Oh, they're the ones actually made for when you're on your period? Ugh, I, I've always wanted some, but they're expensive. I, yeah, I made, my mom bought me these. That's like the only reason I have some. But honestly, you spend so much money on tampons. But I don't feel like as bad, I guess, environment-wise. Because yeah. it's like reusable. Reducing your carbon yeah. footprint. And like I'm not worrying about fucking like toxic shock syndrome with a fucking Dude, like yeah. tampon. I'm it's terrified just, of that. I want to scream at the top of the fucking world. If you are someone who is on your period, get period panties. Like I do, I don't have a brand that in in particular, but like just fucking like do your vagina, your vagine a favor and. There's sorry to interrupt. There's um some high absorbency for heavy flow period panties on Amazon for twelve bucks and they have four and a half stars. And yeah, dude. you can get a five pack for forty five or a three pack for thirty. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm very susceptible to peer pressure. I was super curious about like the diva cup, but it seemed weird. And then a lot, yeah. of, <laughs> a lot of people got it like stuck up there, and so Ooh. I was like, "No, thank you." Well, and like but you have these... to reach up and get it when you're bloody, and then yeah. rinse it out wherever you are. I, Granted, I will... it lasts a while, but still. <clears throat> I will say the like cleanup because you have to wring them out before you put them in the wash. Obviously, like at least like i guess so your a wash doesn't get all gross and bloody you wring them out beforehand so that can be like a little gross but honestly not as gross as not as gross as um walking across 50 million tons of used tampons and pads in the landfill and even when you have a freaking pad or tampon in I would always leak, and I would worry about leaking. With these period panties, I do not worry about leaking at all. Like, nice. it, it takes a very long, like, almost a full day of wearing them. And, and like, I have pretty fairly, like, I have a white set vagina and a very heavy flow. So, <laughs> it, <laughs> I feel like I can, like, fill her up. And it yeah. can definitely take, like, a half a day on a really heavy flow to fill it up so if you were at school all day you should be pretty good nice huh well you sold me girlfriend i wore them to hot yoga had lunch afterwards freaking got theodore and then so i spent like a full heavy ass day out and about and it was the first day on my period didn't leak nothing nice I'm, like, thinking about how I'm going to order some when we're yeah. done recording. <laughs> it's literally, like, game changer. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry to the peeps out there that don't have a period and, like, don't care of, and are so confused by what we're saying. Well, but. you know what? If you don't have periods, that doesn't mean you don't know anyone that does. Get them a pair of fucking And if anything, panties, you guys. learned something today because a lot of either men... They don't really realize what it's like for us when we decide what kind of tampon or pad to buy, much less the issues that they can give us when when using them. Tampon How shock we can syndrome, leaking, die, yeah, or lose a garbage foot, your eco footprint, it's carbon footprint, and they're expensive, anyways. So, and the fucking pink tax on top of it. Yeah, and so it's it's uh, just something to think about for all of us, really. Yeah. But yeah, guys, welcome to the Red Rum and Red Wine podcast, the podcast where we are super fucking passionate about our period products, and we also talk about murder, mystery, and mishaps on the side. Uh, my name is Kristen. 
My name is Sarah. What up, my peeps? Hope we learned something and we are now going to either send us a pair of period panties because you want to sponsor us or you're going out and buying some because you just like we're so invested in our ad. Yeah. Because I like life changing. I'm telling you. Yeah. Feel good I, about it and your vagina will thank you. Mm-hmm. I am the well once I order some after this recording I will be the new proud member of the period panties club. I yeah I just I feel I feel good about this switch and like I have not picked a tampon up since. <sighs> it's been a good feeling. Yeah. Oof. The Ooh. only thing I want up my vagina is a penis, my husband's penis, or a sex well, toy. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't need the first one, but I'll take the the latter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both even better, but oh, 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 <laughs> we are a fucking Pornhub up in here. Sponsorship? <laughs> well, you've never Only tried fans? one of those sex toys that it's like a little flatter, and you put part of it well the one i have you put it looks like kind of a u but it goes you put the bottom part in your vagina and the top part goes over your clit and the there's room for a penis to go in there as well oh. so the penis feels the vibration i've always wanted to do the little uh ring the little ring on the thing oh the cock ring yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've tried those and they have vibrating ones. We had a vibrating you know, one. Some some just aren't as fortunate. So, <laughs> anyways, cool. you did it's not cool. come here to learn about sex toys. No, 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 no. Or I'm hear sorry. about us talking about them. <laughs> no, we we did not become sex ed. No, we um we're still fucking mishaps. Yeah, um, sorry. I think I'm just uh, distracting <laughs> myself from the fucked up shit I'm about to talk about. So Yeah, Sarah said to be very distracting, so that's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> Hope it's working. Um, also, trying not to chug this whole bottle of wine, but I did bring wine because you did say it was bad. So I have a Liberty School. Mm. It is also uh, kind of bad, so <laughs> <laughs> that's not foreshadowing. Yay! God damn, I don't remember it being, um, I don't remember it being this way. Oh. We also let it aerate, so I, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe it's just the bottle. Maybe. You know, Are they you, get um, lemons. Yeah, the batches can mm-hmm. be very, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. do you have your good old trusty oak leaf? No. <laughs> kind of way. What? I am drinking cul-de-sac, though. Ooh. $3 HEB wine. Um, I think I had one bottle in the back of the pantry from when I came back from Texas. So here we are. Switching it up. Switching it up. Yeah. I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. Mm. Okay. Wish I had more of it because I might need a refill. I don't know. I, I also have to talk, so. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <clears throat> oh my gosh i'm dying i also did my makeup for y'all tonight because um if i'm going to talk about something shitty i thought i might as well try and feel a little pretty or better you look pretty every if that time, makes sense yes. oh stop thank you <laughs> i'm almost afraid to ask what you're talking about should i even well i'll just dive into it yeah <sighs> Might as well. Yep. I guess there's no better time than there's, the And present. I really have no intro for this. It's just... Oh, God. So, um, we, I will be talking about the torture and murder of Jennifer DeHerdy, DeHerdy, Daughtry. The R throws me off because it's before the T. Yeah. It's not a recent, recent case, but it's not from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you may recognize this from... 2010 that's when we are jennifer lived in pittsburgh pennsylvania and um so i'm just gonna talk a little bit about her and was 30 years old uh she also had a mental disability it's said that even jennifer's mother was kind of unsure of her exact diagnosis 
but that Jennifer took special education classes in school and that she had trouble with social cues and had poor judgment. Jennifer's disability caused her to have the mental capacity or abilities of a 12 to 14 year old. And growing up with a mental disability made Jennifer the target for bullying, you know, just made her a target for a lot of things. Yeah. Jennifer's mother, Denise Murphy, sorry, kind of choked on that. Denise Murphy recalled one time when Jennifer was in fifth grade. She came home from school with bubble gum stuck in her hair. Um, and it was put there by like a group of seniors in high school that just wanted a laugh, obviously, at Jennifer's exp- expense. So from a very young age, Jennifer, you know, experienced bullying and really just wanted to fit in, you know. Yeah. Uh, her mother also described how she would sit outside with her late at night and have deep talks and Jennifer would just talk about how she had this deep desire to be quote-unquote normal like everyone else, mm. which just breaks my heart. Her disability also made her naive and trusting. She was also, sorry, always yearning for acceptance and friends. Dude, same. Like, it's literally <laughs> all anyone wants. Yeah, like especially... <sighs> in at least for me like high school college era like all I wanted was for someone to be my friend yeah it sucks like when you don't like fit in any particular place it really makes it hard yeah I def I changed my whole fucking persona just to try and get friends and then was that cheerleader Kristen also sorority Kristen (laughs) definitely (laughs) it's like was definitely like a goth ass middle school kid got bullied into being quote-unquote normal and now I'm just kind of like fuck it I'm going back to (laughs) green hair (laughs) yeah colored hair and I like catch me and Whenever my mom dies, I'm going to get fucking full-on tattoos because she scares me. And that's the only time I'll be able to safely do it without her fucking getting the belt out. Oh, yeah. I'll go with you. (laughs) This yearning for friends and acceptance never went away as Jennifer got older, but she was starting to gain some independence. Mm -hmm. So remember, I said she was 30. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was actually in the process of moving out of her parents house and into her own apartment but there was some things she needed to do to qualify and in order to do that so because of her disability she had to spend 60 days in a homeless shelter or some sort of shelter to be considered homeless to qualify for public housing because back then I don't know I mean it only 12 years ago now. Ew. Even the... Ew, fa- I know. Ugh. Okay, now I get why you told me to speak the fuck up, because what the fuck is up with that? Just, I don't know what the rights for the disabled was back then, but Apparently I know none. they're... Sorry. They're not probably much better now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We do have a lot more things going on. Like, I don't know specifics, but people still struggle to live a normal life out in public. You know, lack of ramps, disability accessible restroom stalls, clothing, um, literal tables you can sit and eat lunch at, shit like that. People still struggle with that today. And so in order for her to afford housing without being able to work a steady job she had to be considered homeless like that's um and I know that there are better programs today and stuff but we're in 2010 so of course this made Jennifer's mom uneasy and nervous because she's very protective of her daughter um but she was still supportive of Jennifer on her wish to be more independent So, her and Jennifer even went to go pick out, like, dishware and housewares for Jennifer's new apartment. And, um, 
I read a few different things in my research. Like I read that I'm about to get basically into the next, the fucked up part. So when the fucked up part happens, I read that she was just weeks away from moving out of her parents' house and into her new place. Mm-hmm. But then I also read somewhere that she had already done that, but then had to move back home. Mm. It really doesn't matter too much. Um, I mean, unless you're trying to get like a deeper read on her, her abilities. But regardless, at the time of this, she was at home with her parents. So... Mm -hmm. Um, But, of course, Jennifer still yearned for friends. And at some point, she posted a status on Facebook saying that she was trying to, quote-unquote, make a new start for myself and make some new friends. And it's unclear when, but Jennifer becomes friends with a girl named Angela Marinucci. I did read, I think, somewhere she was friends with Angela for a few years before this whole thing goes down. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how they met, though, so if it was via Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Jennifer and Angela would talk on the phone all the time, and Angela basically became one of Jennifer's closest, maybe slash only friends. Jennifer was older, being 30, um... Like I mentioned, her mental capacity was of that of a early teenager. Angela was 17, and she also had some sort of mental disability that I read. It was, I think, only mentioned in one, like, one or two articles, mm-hmm. like, not all over the place. So I wasn't really sure on the details on that. But this made Angela and Jennifer bond, you know, just over the challenges they both faced over their disabilities and so occasionally they would talk on the phone all the time talking it's unclear when they actually started hanging out in person or how many times but Angela apparently introduced Jennifer to her five roommates slash friends and so they became jennifer's casual friends as well uh angela lived about 10 miles away from jennifer and jennifer would ride the bus to her to angela's apartment because it was the same route she would take for doctor's appointments counseling appointments and such Mm -hmm. so 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 (laughs) she was familiar with the route Um, But like I said, I'm not sure how many times she went over to her friend's apartment um, or how often. Yeah, but it was enough for her to be familiarized with the area. Right, right. Because in some sources I read that she was casual friends with these people. They had all hung out at the apartment before. But then in some I read that, like I mentioned, Angela and Jennifer spoke on the phone a lot, that they... Oh, this is what it is. I'm stupid. Okay. So they had never had a sleepover before, but they always talked about having one. And I, and so obviously they could have hung out without having a sleepover before. It's just unclear as to how often. Yeah. And I guess it would depend because obviously for those who don't know, hi, I'm directionally challenged. So like for someone (laughs) like me, it would take me like, like probably 20 times at least going there for me to need it without any type of help directionally but like sarah could probably do it one or two times and be like yeah i'm good so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i uh yeah so it depends depends it depends depends so basically eventually angela and jennifer make plans to have a sleepover finally like they had always talked about um And Jennifer had told her parents about her, you know, like they knew about Angela. They, Jennifer had told them about her new group of friends that she met through Angela. I don't know how much she told them, but they at least knew about these people. Mm -hmm. On the morning of February 10th, 2010, Jennifer told her parents that she was going to Greensburg 
for a sleepover at her friend's. And Greensburg is just, uh, like I said, the 10 miles away from Pittsburgh where Jennifer lived. I don't know if it's a suburb or what. Sounds like it. But anyways, like I said, they were aware. So they're like, cool. Even Jennifer's stepfather, Bobby Murphy, dropped her off at the bus station for her to take off to go to her friend's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, she knew the route well. So they were obviously comfortable. Like, no problemo. Yeah, letting her go. Before Jennifer left, she had written a note to her mother saying, I hope that you will have a good day at work, and I also love you very much. (laughs) Jennifer arrives to her friend's apartment in Greensburg, where these following individuals were waiting for her. Robert Master... Ricky Smearns, Melvin Knight, Amber Meetinger, Peggy Miller, and Angela Marinucci. Instead of a fun sleepover like Jennifer was probably hoping and expecting for, she was faced with a gruesome and horrific turn of events. And this is where I'll insert a trigger warning. Because I will be talking about just fucked up torture against a person with a mental disability. And it's totally unwarranted, in my opinion. So Jennifer's quote unquote friends started to beat her with various items such as a towel rack a crutch like the one a metal crutch you get when you hurt your fucking foot or leg the hose part of a vacuum cleaner members of the group stomped on her chest and stomach At some point, they tied her to a chair. I don't know if it's, you know, after the physical beating or what. I didn't really get an order of the the torture, but it doesn't matter because it's all just fucked. Anyways, they tied her to a chair. They shaved her head. They painted her face with nail polish. They also forced Jennifer to ingest detergent. Unclear whether it's laundry or dish, but either way, or fucking knows what, detergent. Crisco vegetable oil. Spices. Sleeping pills. And also apparently antibiotics. It's just like... Why? She was also forced to ingest her own urine and feces. At some point, she was also stripped naked, gagged, and raped by Melvin Knight. They continued to pour oatmeal and spices all over her and her mouth as well as hitting her in the head with a filled lemonade bottle or bottles. this is fucking overkill. This is... Like, I'm waiting for you to stop, and you're not stopping, and it's... Oh, my God. I can see where you're... And there were even just, like, a few more things that I read about that I didn't include because... They weren't repeated in, like, multiple articles and or in research sources, and so I didn't know how true they were, and I didn't want to, like, I don't necessarily have to include all the gruesome details or all the fucked up shit because it's already just fucked up. Jennifer pled for the group to stop doing what they were doing. She was saying, like, please stop. My eyes burn. Let me just go home. Probably pleading to stop the whole time, you know. 
Um, but and confused as to. She was literally going to meet up with people she thought were her friends for a sleepover. The, I. Uh... This vulnerable woman who just wants to be accepted and have friends. It's it's taken advantage of basically. It's that's when like the emotion that fucking breaks my heart just knowing the amount of joy from the switch of fear and it i don't know why like it i I can't i can't it breaks my fucking heart i i don't know how to no i get it and sometimes with a mental disability it takes you longer to realize like I said, she had trouble with social cues. And so sometimes um, it was said that, I, like, I didn't really put it in my notes, but when she she had kind of silly mannerisms, like she would kind of dance or skip around instead of walking and people would laugh at her, but she took people laughing at her as that they liked her. And so it may be in this torturous situation she may not have even realized it right away and it could have taken a while for her to be like okay like what's really going on and from what you described like they didn't even give her the luxury of like pretending it seems like as soon as she walked in they just fucking started beating her and it's like i just can't imagine the shift that it takes and then you're wondering like why are my friends hurting me? And, like... Exactly. For what reason? And the shit that, like, I'm waiting for you to stop, and I know that you have more, but it's just, like, this should have never happened, but the fact that they're going as far as they did, like, these people have the mental handicap, not this fucking woman, because it just is... It's animalistic. There's nothing, like... I, I can't even wrap my hand around it. It's. I second all of that. Yeah. I just, I could go on about how like, fucked it fuck up, them. fucked up it is. Like I've mentioned. I don't like the death penalty, but fucking. Man. Well, I will get into all of that. <laughs> so. I had a feeling you would. Um, she was probably pleading for them to stop like the whole time yeah but did they no they decided to you know all this torture and abuse and brutalization wasn't enough they had to take it a step further to ensure jennifer's silence they didn't want her running off to tell somebody what they did the group convened a family meeting in which they voted to have her killed. I also read, it was kind of broad, but it seemed like they would convene in family meetings, quote-unquote, to just make decisions in general, maybe regarding her torture. Not just her killing, but also just what they would fucking do to her, which is fucking annoying. But The group forced Jennifer to write a suicide note before they stabbed her to death after almost two full days of torture. I think it, you know, it was maybe 10 hours short of two days. Like, in this suicide note that she was forced to write, Jennifer wrote, and I'll try to read it. Some parts are ripped off but we'll post a picture of it. It says, I haven't been very happy for a while, and I also feel like that everybody would be better without me on the earth. I will always love my mom and stepdad no matter what, and I will always love the rest of my family also. My nieces and nephew would be lucky to have a better aunt than me. I am done with life. Goodbye, Jennifer. So as in regard to her stabbing, 
her death. I read a few different things. I read that she was stabbed in the chest as well as the neck. And then I also read that they slit her wrists to make it look more like a suicide, but that they also stabbed her. Um, it's her cause of death, is, her, like, exactly is unclear to me as I didn't want to, like, dig super deep just because, like, this shit is so fucked up. No matter how she died... It's not... The important part is, is that she did and that it was for bullshit reasons and she deserved to have a life. Yeah. It was not by a fucking her own choice. The group of six proceeded to raid Jennifer's purse, steal her money, any gift cards she had, which... I guess she had at least one. It was pretty specific. Her cell phone. And then they poured fluids into her purse. Um, with the levels this group has gone to already, I can't really imagine what fluid or fluids they put into her purse. But they could either range from, like, soap to human fucking... It's just, like, what... Piss or shit. I just don't even know, like, what background you would have to come from to think that these things are okay to, one, not only kill a person, but then to go on and degrade every fucking belonging that was on them. not just her and her body yeah like ev- but like the one probably belonging she every had every essence of this woman that was in this room like you just had to fucking defile in some way and that is speaks volumes to who you are as a person i mean not it's a complete lack of disrespect obviously it's even like a far-fetched to call you a person honestly it's it's like you have no grasp on the concept of good and bad yeah or what to do what not to do and i will get on uh like a little few bullet points down i will get on about get on (laughs) get into uh, some of the backgrounds of the the six members in this group. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that would be interesting to. After not only torturing Jennifer and her embodiment, they also fucking fucked up her purse. Like for why? Anyways, they yeah, then bound Jennifer with Christmas decorations and clothing. Then they wrapped her in plastic and put her in a garbage can, which they then placed under a truck in the parking lot of Greensburg-Salem Middle School. It's the trash can for me. In a fucking middle school for me. They literally treated her not as a person who mattered but and not only that they saw her as a fucking piece of who would find her right so because guess what jennifer was discovered on february 11th by the truck driver who noticed something under his truck And if the dates confuse you, like, she went to her friend's house on the 10th. She was discovered on the 11th. And I mentioned how she was tortured for almost 48 hours. Yeah. It's because she went to her friend's house early in the day on the 10th and probably was discarded of late the 11th. So mm. why did they do it? Why the fuck did they feel like they needed to... (sighs) I definitely want to refer to this 
case story crime as a hate crime but police don't or did not i don't know consider this as a hate crime but more so as a brutal killing because evidence shows that the essex the essex six attackers had different motives other than killing her because she had a mental disability so apparently Angela Jennifer's BFF friend testified that she had plotted to kill Jennifer because she did not want to share her boyfriend Ricky with her Angela apparently noticed some flirtation between Ricky and Jennifer uh, I read even somewhere, but not everywhere, that Ricky and Jennifer would talk on the phone. Like, just them two. Mm-hmm. And remember, Angela was 17. Jennifer's 30. She saw Ricky? Ricky is one of the six that beat Jennifer, and she's Angel- he's Angela's boyfriend. Um, but how old is he though? Oh, how old is he? Sorry, I didn't hear you ask that. I'm not sure. I didn't get his age. I think I might say it at the bottom when I talk about their sentencing and stuff. Uh, the youngest of the group was Angela and she was 17. So he's definitely older than Angela. He definitely looks older. So, I I mean, like, he definitely just, like, looks like someone who should be dating a 17-year-old. So, now I tell you to scroll to the next next picture I sent you, which shows all six of the group and their names attached to their photos. Mm -hmm. So, the six group members that carried on the attack against Jennifer are also known as the Greensburg Six and probably more popularity literally so. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) These six were charged with criminal homicide, kidnapping, and other related charges in the death of Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Many of the Greensburg six have a history of mental illness or instability. Makes sense. Ricky Smyrns met a man. So I'm going to kind of get into how they even became to be like six roommates in the first place. So, Ricky Smyrns, the one that I mentioned was Angela's boyfriend, met a man named Robert Cathcart in a mental facility. Lovely place to meet. Yeah. (laughs) Robert Cathcart offered Ricky and his girlfriend a place to live. Like, I guess they were maybe getting out at the same time, or they had known each other before from a mental facility. And anyways, they knew each other regardless, and... Robert offered Ricky and his girlfriend a place to live at his apartment in exchange for, you know, just stuff around the house, chores, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was literally lending a helping hand with a fellow person who obviously struggled like he did. Soon after this is when Robert Master, Melvin Wright, Peggy Miller, and Angela Marinot. Angela Marinucci, duh. (laughs) I spelled her name wrong in my notes, and I was like, that is not it. I said it earlier. Marinucci moved into Robert Cathcart's apartment as well. Cathcart was very willing to give these people, um, you know, a place to live. Literally, like I said, lending out a helping hand. Because uh, a few of these people met each other in homeless shelters as well. They all had different kind of backgrounds of, like I said, mental illness or instability. Yeah. But Robert Cathcart quickly came to the conclusion that this group of people were basically freeloaders and they liked to stir up trouble. Um, They weren't obviously helping out as much as he hoped they would and they weren't really doing much. And by the time Jennifer came to this apartment for the last time, Robert Cathcart had moved out, although it was still technically his apartment. His name was on the lease. Mm. So the Greensburg Six were living in the apartment without Robert. They had no furniture. 
basically all they had were the miscellaneous items that they ended up using as weapons towards Jennifer. You know, the towel rack, the vacuum hose, the crutch. Angela was basically designated as the ringleader who orchestrated the plan for this attack. Although, obviously, in my eyes, all six are just as guilty as the other. So, Angela Marinucci, who was 17 at the time of Jennifer's killing, was convicted of first-degree murder and twice sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So, for sure, Troy is an adult. No, because the only reason why she did not get the death penalty was because she was 17, not 18. Oh. Well, probably still trying to. From what I read, like, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she didn't get a not harsh sentence. They all got harsh sentences in which they deserved. So, yeah. Melvin Knight, who was 30 years old of Swissvale. And Ricky Smearns, oh, 33, of North Huntington. no siree, baby, no daddy of mine, nuh-uh, mm-mm, no 17 with a 33-year-old, no ma'am, get your ass home, Angela, march a choo-choo-choo on home, hell no, baby girl, uh-uh. Sorry. That's, She's obviously that's not that living at home. I don't know what her living home family situation Probably was. Probably not good if she's dating Her a parents obviously 30, weren't telling her to, who to date and not to date because, Bro-ho. yeah, she was not even living at home. So, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, ma'am. Yeah. Um, anyways, Melvin Knight and Ricky Smearns were convicted of first-degree murder for Jennifer's torture and stabbing basically death and they were both sentenced to death whoa yeah the two others robert masters who was 46 and his girlfriend peggy miller 36 pleaded guilty to third degree murder uh robert masters apparently is serving a 30 to 70 year prison sentence and miller is serving a sentence of 35 to 7 years 74 years in prison Hmm. amber meetinger was sentenced she pled guilty and was sentenced to 40 to 80 years in prison for her involvement in jennifer's torture and murder um basically life sentences but with specific ranges i don't know um i did actually read that amber has since tried to plead for clemency in hopes of a second chance uh, within her case. But she actually isn't up for parole until 2050. And, like, if you were probably going to get tried again, uh, don't. Because it's probably going to be worse, I could imagine. The judge who presided over the trial's of the Greensburg Six, all six of them, they were tried separately, but she preceded all of them. In each of them, yeah. Rita Hathaway stated, I am adamantly opposed to any public hearing and certainly opposed to any clemency for Amber Mittinger. She received a fair sentence after pleading guilty. There's no reason that clemency should ever be considered. Yeah, you go, Rita. Hell yeah. Yes, Queen. Um, District Attorney John Peck, uh, assuming he's the one who was on the cases as well, mm-hmm. expressed his complete not res- not <laughs> <laughs> District Attorney John Peck, <laughs> assuming he you know worked all of the trials as well, mm-hmm. did not support this request as well, like at all. Um, obviously, if someone's seeking clemency or parole, it has to reach a unanimous decision from the parole board. Decision from the parole board, and 
if it doesn't if you know like, then it goes up beyond yeah, that yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and if you know the judge and the district attorney don't support it then it's never gonna make it so yeah i will end on a little bit about jennifer she was born on november 8th 1979 and passed away tragically on Thursday, February 11th, 2010, at 30 years old. And Kristen, the last picture I sent you was just a picture of a crowd gathered at the memorial service held for her. Apparently, hundreds showed up for it. Uh, Her mother says, or said, She was a happy-go-lucky girl who wanted nothing more than the acceptance of friends and to live a normal life. She wanted to have a husband that loved her, kids to take care of, a house to keep up, and a job that made her happy. While she may have struggled in all these things, there isn't a single person who can say she didn't try to do and be all things to all people. Her mom also said, She liked to have fun. She was trusting. She made friends easily. She loved to dance and she loved to sing. Jennifer's stepfather, Bobby Murphy, said, Jennifer was just a gentle, laid-back person. There wasn't a mean bone in her body. Jennifer apparently wanted to be a mechanic and even worked with her uncle in a shop one summer. Her mom said that she liked it when she would come into the house and she would have a big dirty streak down her cheek. (laughs) It was her way of showing she had accomplished something. Yeah, you you suck because I look so ugly. (laughs) I, uh, this one was really hard. Yeah. To research and to type. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, as you know, like as much as I want to share the fuck up, fuckedness, fucked up inness, because some of us just don't think all people are can I mean, be like, that bad, it, and then there's six of them right in your face, and we have to be reminded that people are fucked up because yeah i think uh it it's really easy sometimes in cases especially like these to get lost in the detail of the case but at the end of the day you it's a human being it's you it's me it's fucking it it literally could be anyone and it's just you know what would you do in that situation what would you do if it was your best friend your fucking you're someone so your daughter yeah yeah your your person Um, you know i really don't know how to how to end this off it it just like was fucked up for me in every direction yeah i i can but i will say that um sorry i will say that we will post information in the notes about disability rights i mean know your rights because they have changed since 2010 and yeah it's uh i can see why you would definitely want to have it seen as a hate crime it's uh definitely kind of hard when the people that also commit the crime are fucking mentally ill but it definitely should be recognized that in crimes mentally ill people or people like how am i saying this people people hurt people well people with a mental handicap are oftentimes sought after because they are seen as easier targets so to say that we are going to allow a full part of society to go unnoticed or unprotected because we forget that they're easily susceptible to crime, then, I mean, they have just as much right as you and me. So it's 
definitely right. a hard statistic at the end of the day. That, But, I mean, they're definitely, in terms of everyday crime and in, definitely in terms of, like, violent crimes, they're easier to manipulate and they're easier to get alone. So, it's... Yeah. You have to advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves sometimes. Yeah, it's all around fucked. There's no easy way to end that one. Cheers to looking up your local disability foundations and prob- like finding ways to maybe better help the disabled people in your community, whether it be like advocating for things like fucking ramps or if you notice someone being a dick, fucking not Call being a out. dick. And calling them out. See something, <laughs> say something. Or if you are nervous like me and don't want to say something to the dick, then say something to the person that is being treated bad and say, hey, you're not fucking alone. Like, I, that person was a fucking dick, but I'm here. Yeah. Um, just advocate. Yep. You know, people, they're... <laughs> There is no normal, okay? No normal. And Honey, have you looked at us? <laughs> We're not normal by any from, means. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, others suffer from disabilities that maybe affect their daily lives more than others, but they are human. They have rights, they have feelings, they have dreams. Cheers to respecting that yeah. and treating them as fucking humans. Okay. Yes. Many call us mentally ill every fucking day. So, I mean, really, at the end of the day, what is mentally ill? But the... We're ill, dude. <laughs> Until next time, guys, be sure to follow us on all the latest and greatest for our social plugs. Miss Sarah. At R-A-R-W podcast. And someone, for the love of God, if you could, like, just say <laughs> a, an email testing, saying hi. Testing, testing, one, two, three. <laughs> if I know, if I could just, like, know that someone's actually listening to the end of this, so we're not just, like, repeatedly talking to air. So just, like, say hi. Yeah, Sarah. Do it at red rum and red wine podcast at gmail.com. I hope for some spam, guys. Send your... Send, descend, send. Send. Dare I say a nude? Ooh, it might cancel. <laughs>